All right, welcome back, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Movie Multiverse podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Chartier, joined by my co-host, Stephen Verville. How are you today, Stephen? Doing great, Gab. Looking forward to another episode. Feels like we're just getting started. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Now, before before we jump into the news for the past week, um, Tom Brady, is it for real this time? You know, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) It was uh, coincidentally, he retired the same day twice, two years in a row. February 1st. Oh, really? Yeah. Last year was February 1st as well. So it's like, people are like, this is very fishy. But I think this is authentic. And uh, he's mentioned today, actually, that he's taking a year off. And next year, he's going to start uh, in the booth at Fox. Okay. So so when he first said, like, he was going into the booth, I was like, okay. Yeah, okay. I don't think he's coming back. But now that he's taking a year off, do you think that leaves the door open for him to, like, let's say week 10, Trey Lance Terrace is ACL. Bold, interesting topic there. Uh, I think that is possible. I think Tom is going to regret it. I, I think like it's not even to be mean, but I think the fact that he's not married anymore also might make him be like, I don't want to be at home alone so much. But I don't think he's planning on doing that though. Like I don't think he's like doing a media stunt. I think he's retired. But you're right. I actually like, especially you mentioned Trey Lance. I think playing for the Niners might really tempt him. That's his childhood team, right? So uh, he's exactly he's from the Bay. So I, I think that's the only team that would what that would entice him to to jump out of uh, I, of retirement. I do agree. Like people were saying, all oh, the Raiders, but I really don't think he'd want to play for the Raiders. I feel like it would have happened already. Like I think he would have he would they would be talking about playing there this year, but he's retired now. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I guess. We'll yeah, see. I'm not like he's got he signed a deal with Fox to make basically more money there than he has in his entire football career. It's like 37 million and a half per year or something. It, it is. It's like a three hundred five million dollar contract. And it's like I think in his football career, he's made three hundred and thirty three is I think the stat I saw. It's like, wow. All right. Yeah, that's 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 a lot. of That's a lot of dough. That's a lot of dough. <laughs> he's kicking Greg Olson out of the booth. So, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, Skipping to the NBA. Yeah, Kyrie Irving, Big man, trick. what a cat that guy is! And they, you know what? I feel like there's so much drama with him that it's like I don't bit. even think it'd be worth it. No, like, making don't. a trade like that, he's like the, you're trading stick some, around. Yeah, you're trading like like future first round picks for a guy you're not even sure is going to be there like next year. And it's like I saw the trade, like uh, what they traded for. I mean, I didn't know that in foot in basketball. Sorry, they send like twenty twenty seven picks in these oh, trades. Oh, I these was, future picks are crazy. I, I was like, why are we skipping into almost the end of the decade? Like, <laughs> <laughs> not literally. I think the the last picks they could trade is twenty twenty nine right now. And I think they did trade a couple twenty twenty nine like fifths and stuff. It's like, how is that even legal? Like by then, we won't even remember what happened. Like, how do we get these picks? Well, like, I think there's, if I'm not mistaken, there's only two rounds in the NBA. Um, I'm not sure, actually, I, I'm not a big basketball guy, but yeah. So I think I think like it's like two rounds, and then after that, it's like essentially college free agents, or like the players jump back into the draft the year after. Okay, I guess that does make sense. Yeah. So like out of out of each like like baseball has like thirty rounds, <laughs> yeah. <baseball laughs> but like, but like you know the NHL has seven. The, the NFL, NFL I'm not sure how many the NFL have. <laughs> they have seven as well. Okay, and then the NBA just really they don't have much. <laughs> they don't have many. That's not. But yeah, this okay. trade was uh, apparently a lot of people think that the Nets got fleeced, like they they got nothing in return. But 
I don't know enough about basketball to make a comment on that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we'll have to see how it really plays out. See if they trade uh, Kevin Durant after this, or they keep him. Uh, and, uh, that he might end up being a Raptor. I feel because apparently the Raptors really wanted him last year when this kind of all came up. Yeah, and... I don't think I don't think I'd be a good choice though because the Raptors no. aren't uh, they aren't a very good team right now. So no, unfortunately not. But I think they're going to they're going to be selling this year anyways. They are indeed. There's a few players on their team like I know I have a few Pelicans uh fans that are my friends and they're really interested in one specific guy. I'm not sure what his name is, but that's what the talk of uh NBA Twitter's been. Yeah. Well, let's try to get some futures for that. Yeah, 100%. Um, did you watch the NFL uh uh the Pro Bowl? The Pro Bowl. <laughs> the Pro Bowl games you mean? The, the newly yeah. appointed Pro Bowl games. I actually did and I thought it was actually really entertaining. Did you at all, or did you see anything about it? I I kind of I had it on in the background. I didn't really I didn't really pay attention to be honest with you. Like all these all star games are not really interesting at all to me. It's like, more the, for the players, I think. Like so they could play with their like competition and get to know each other, and like it's like a reward for a good I season. I guess. I guess it's not entertaining. You're right. It's more no. like it's background, like you said, background noise. Like I was playing games while I was listening, and I was like, you know, this is kind of oh. interesting. I guess. Like, Fair I enough. That's kind of what I did with the NHL uh, All-Star game this weekend. Yeah, that I, just happened as well. Right? I did not pay attention whatsoever. <laughs> oh, God. Um, before we get into the news, one last thing. Um, remember we talked about uh, The Bear last week? Yeah, did you start watching it? I finished it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's good, I, eh? Oh, I watched it. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know what? That guy was very deserving of his Golden Globe. <laughs> You're not feeling I, as bad anymore, I, eh? No, I am still mad that Bob Odenkirk did not get any recognition over six seasons. I'm really hoping that the is... Emmys give him recognition this year, but um, it's his last chance, really, for Better well, Call Saul. Exactly. But uh I don't know. I'm I'm less better. I'm less better. He did a good job. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it though. It looks good. Like the, the kitchen aspect of it. Did you, is there anything like you didn't quite like understand, or was it pretty like easy to watch? Easy. Watching? No, I, I, honestly, I watch Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> so I have a I have a decent understanding of oh, how how a kitchen is run and and that stuff. So, um, in terms of like the technical aspects of the show, like I thought it was really well done. Um, obviously you have a bit more experience there. Like you have actual real life experience. So, yeah. So you might actually know more than I, well, you, you not might, you do know more than <laughs> I, I do yeah. in terms of there, in terms of uh, that stuff. So, uh, no, it, I'm, I'm going to watch it one day for sure. Uh, it's on Disney plus. So, yeah, no, I'm glad you liked it though. I I'm sure, I'm sure it is going to be one of those shows that people talk highly of for a while. Yeah. And season two is coming out this year. So I'll be, uh, I'll be uh, excited to watch that. Yeah, 100%. um, let's go into the news, shall we? Absolutely, I love the news. All Why right, news to me even. So let's. <laughs> uh, point number one: that's that '90s show renewed for a 16 episode season two at Netflix. That sounds, uh, which is pretty like that's pretty good considering season one had ten. Yeah. Um, did you watch the uh, original show, like that '70s show? I did. Did you? I have not. Oh, it's a um, it's a really really good sitcom. Like I, I feel like this like this is like a long time coming for that '90s show. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 not surprised there's a season two coming at all. Yeah, and like you see a trend in like in TV shows lately has been to like to order like eight or ten episode seasons, yeah. and like with sitcoms, like you need room to breathe. You need to like grow the characters, grow the relationships. I just feel like in sitcoms, like it's usually what, like twenty plus episode season. Usually. Well, yeah, like all those old sitcoms that were like on on television and stuff, like those, 
really they were like 25 episodes even at times right yeah like you're right like i agree though like 10 is not enough at all for a sitcom like i feel like 10 is just it's enough to give you funny stories but not enough to like let, get you attached to these characters yeah and i think that, like that's what 16 episodes will help do um like any show like i think how i met your father which is obviously a reboot on how i met your mother yes uh that one had 10 episodes the first season if i'm not mistaken and they got renewed for a second season which is airing right now and like they upped it to 20 immediately i think that's um, a good idea. like it's like, almost like a pilot season right you go with like a, a shorter amount of episodes exactly like, it fails you're not overspending yeah and it, it like really helps with like i feel like character even chemistry between the actors like you spend more time together you tend to develop more better chemistry 100%. and yeah. helps out with that Anyways, next point. Uh, Outer Banks Season 3 dropped their first trailer. And Season 3 is going to drop on February 23rd. I'm kind of excited for this one. Uh, Are you? Have you watched the other two seasons? Yes. Is you haven't, right? I'm familiar with. No. So so this is like a show that's... It's a young adult show. Um, Netflix cat... <laughs> It's hilarious. They they cast like their mid twenties actors as like sixteen year olds. Oh, so like and... very traditional, like high school musical kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. There's no musical in it. No, no, but, no, but it's, like it's the a... way I'm, they wear the casting. I mean, like you're you're casting these full blown adults to be teenagers. Exactly, exactly. Or like Riverdale is the example. <laughs> that that would be that would be the the, the best example. <laughs> <laughs> like forty year old men. Yeah, like, playing an eighteen-year-old, like, late thirties, and he's yeah, he's playing at like an eighteen-year-old, and yeah, he's like, got gray in his beard. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> the stress of high school has gotten him gray. Oh god. Anyways, this show is about uh, the group of characters. They're kind of like on a treasure hunt. Um, throughout the first two seasons, I believe the third season will revolve uh, around a similar plot line. So, uh, excited to see what they have in store. Good. Very um. Good. A little bit of MCU news now. James Ponsult from Shrinking and the Spectacular Now and talks to direct some episodes of Wonder Man from Marvel Studios. Uh, the show is expected to film from April to August and directing Avengers Kang Dynasty. So um, oh, obviously with those two projects coming, uh, he's, gonna be so busy, right? he's going to be quite busy. So getting this one out of the way uh, early is probably a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard this one, but uh, Marvel are they're releasing or they're publishing Scott Lang's autobiography book, which will be fe- featured in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. That's interesting. Uh, that's something I feel like I would actually really enjoy reading. <laughs> Me too. And the only thing I'm like, I'm like, is am I going to buy it? That's going to be like a book of blank pages. <laughs> it's, it's the right so small only an ant could read it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be something funny, but like. It'd be cool to have on my bookshelf point. regardless. Even if it, it is a bunch of blank pages, I feel like well, it would it's, be it's cool a notebook now. at that point, right? Like it's a, you exactly. get a but it says Scott Lang's on them. You exactly. know, I think it would be a cool little gag item, but I, I do feel like it's going to be actually a really interesting read more than anything. And if it, it'll be featured in the film. I'm not sure exactly what they mean by that. Like, are they going to... Like Scott Lang in the movie, when you meet up with him, he's like got a... I'm not sure if you would say like an ego, but he's like he's gotten famous, I guess. Finally, eh? Yeah, so like you know how he did like a bunch of podcasts, like like I don't, I think he has a podcast, right? They they mention it in Miss Marvel. Uh, yeah, they did actually mention it really briefly. That's actually like a really like a one off comment, but yeah, they did mention that. 
Yeah. So like, so like he has a podcast, he's, <laughs> he's got a book, he's kind of become a little famous and I think that's going to play out as part of the, the plot in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Pontomania. I, I think so. That's actually so, a pretty good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I want to order this. I think it's available like later this year. So 100%. We'll that, see how that, that goes. That's something I'm going to look into for sure, especially if it's like an interesting part of the movie. Yeah. Next bit of news, uh, the Avatar, some Avatar sequel news. I'm not sure if you've heard about this. I, so, I've heard of the first, the first one we're about to mention, but the other few we're going to talk about, yeah, that's news to me. So okay. So Una Chaplin to play the Fire Navi leader in Avatar 3. Uh, that would be the Ash people. I guess they're going to be kind of... Yeah, uh, Apparently they're going to be bad. Like, yeah, volcanic like, like, people. Like That sounds pretty cool. It's they're going very much like Avatar: The Last Airbender style with this, where they're doing like the elements. At this point, it feels like like we've got the water, and now we got the fire. Like next is going to be the earth people. <laughs> but no, I uh, I think fire the fire Navi concept is so cool because they're probably going to go in like a volcanic land that's like filled with like lava pools and stuff, and like you know dead trees and things. And it, it, I'm assuming that these Navi will be adapted to that environment, similar to how the the, the Navi were adapted to the water in uh, the way of water. Yeah, that would make sense. And obviously those people would be able to live there. So yeah, like breathe smoke or like, or like walk, like, like be able to handle fire. Like, oh, that'd be interesting because th- it would make sense, right? If you, if you're called the ash people and you literally cannot live in smoke and in hot temperatures, literally uh, next point, we have avatar four to feature a large time jump. Now this one makes sense uh, for me. Like, filming wise because i know they've already filmed the third one um in like completely and they they've filmed parts of the fourth one and i believe like at that point there'll probably be some sort of time jump or they'll use those scenes of like as like flashback scenes maybe yeah obviously the the big the big point of concern is with the uh god i forget is is it jack champion no he uh, the guy who plays Loak or the guy? No, the guy who plays uh, the human kid. Oh, Spider. Spider, like he, like they were concerned with his aging, right? And, that makes sense. And so having a big time jump, uh, helps out with him obviously being like five years older than when he originally filmed those scenes, uh, for Avatar two and three. And there's less of a concern with the the Navi, right? Because they're <laughs> they're like full full on CGI people. So, uh, I mean, you could just age their faces and stuff, uh, CGI wise. That's true. Like, part of me wonders though is like, are they gonna kill Jake? Like, or like Natiri? Because after this time jump, like, I know Sam Worthington's still young enough to be Jake for a while, but it's like, I wonder if like this would be like the ch- the children, not his children necessarily, but like his kids become their own leaders, and you know what I mean? Like, they're they're moved past the shadow of their father. But I, again, I don't really know. I'm just wondering if that's what the time skip would kind of entail. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. They've already taken like, a, I guess they kind of, sh- like we've spoken about, about this briefly last week, but they kind of took a share of the uh, of the screen time uh, with the second one. And I'm sure that's going to continue uh, moving forward with the, uh, obviously the, the three remaining sequels. And uh, lastly, Avatar 5 will be partially set on Earth. Uh, this one made the rounds, I think, a while ago, but uh, it was kind of uh, reiterated uh, this past week. 
I think it makes sense because we don't we haven't really seen much of how Earth actually is in this universe. Like the extended edition of the first Avatar, they kind of show a little, but yeah. not to be like, oh, I understand the circumstances here. Yeah, and it'll be something for like the like the people that were born on uh, Pandora to actually see uh, Earth. Well, yeah, exactly. If they could travel there, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A uh, bit of Star Wars news. Uh, Star Wars Vision Season 2 to drop on May the 4th. Ooh, on Star Wars Plus. On Star Wars Day. Yeah. That was an interesting project. So I'm not surprised they're doing a Season 2. But also, it's like, I didn't really, like, I'm not, I wasn't dying for a Season 2. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even watch the first one, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> There's so much stuff going on with Star Wars. Like, it's hard to stay caught up with all of it. There is. And I think they, like, did they say it was canon or it's like partially canon? Or... I think it's like the concepts are canon, but I don't think the actual stuff that happens okay, is like so relevant. It could be like Star Wars canon. Legends or something? Oh, it, they probably put it in the Legends category. Yeah, I, I think. But I'm not 100% certain. That's not something I really looked into. Okay, that would make sense. It felt, it felt very Legends-esque, though. Yeah. Um, we have uh, Chris Pratt's Terminal List renewed for a second season at Amazon. I'm not sure if you watched that one. I, I did not. To be honest, I didn't hear. I haven't really heard anything about that. Like after it came out, I feel like nobody talked about it. So it's like I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, Amazon's really big on these uh, types of shows, and they seem to have like a <laughs> a, a long list of uh, uh, shows like this. Like they have Jack Ryan and. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I never thought of it the, that way. Like these spy shows, The Reacher. Like, it's like it's like their style, I guess. Like it's gonna yeah, be their go-to. I don't know if they're like, uh, maybe it's a like it's a price point thing where like the amount of people that watch it versus how much how expensive it is to do. Like, I think that's that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's easier than paying for a bunch of CGI for fantasy stuff, right? Or well, cheaper. Exactly. It's kind of like one of those things. Like, especially like if you use a lot of guns, like you could maybe like use the same guns in different shows, kind of thing. Yeah. If possible. they really wanted to, they wouldn't. But you know, if they wanted to, it's like let's be clear: Amazon is rich enough to have <laughs> stock of guns. Show absolutely. But, but if they wanted to, absolutely. Uh, we have Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor has been delayed to April twenty eighth. I don't even know when the original release date was. To be uh, honest with you, I believe it was six weeks prior to that. So like late February, early March. Okay, uh, I'm kind of happy about this one because I was going to be getting that as well as Hogwarts Legacy, and now I can enjoy Hogwarts Legacy a little longer without needing the stress of a second game. There you go. Been hearing good things about that. Hogwarts Legacy, yeah. yeah. The reviews are all coming out uh, the last day or so, and yeah, apparently it's great. So that's I'm grabbing my copy tomorrow on the early release. Oh, cool. Awesome. Looking so forward let, to us, let us know next week. Yeah, yeah absolutely. How that's going. Well, but Jedi Survivor, I think the delay is also is actually partially not even just for like fans. I think it's financially they didn't feel like competing with Hogwarts. I think for the first little way, little bit, I think this puts them in a different slot to make it maybe make a little more money. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. And Bad Boys Four in the works with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence both set to return. Good. Uh, I thought that was something that they were because after the whole slap accident or incident rather with Will Smith and at, at the awards, uh, apparently this was actually something they were debating scrapping. I thought just ridiculous because like Will is like being canceled or something. So it's like, I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm not surprised, but it's like, I'm, I'm pleased. This is still going to happen because the bad boy was when these are really entertaining. I find he slapped the man. Let's not kid ourselves here yeah, on. He <laughs> on stage. Yeah. It's family. Come on. <laughs> it's not that bad people. <laughs> Unreal. Like scandalized. 
All right. Should we get into the big news of the past week? Yeah. PC news. Now I haven't looked into this because like I like we mentioned last week, I'm I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of hoping you're gonna surprise me with some of this. So Yes. <laughs> exciting. Okay, so I I'm not sure this was kind of released in like the exact order that James Gunn kind of announced it, but uh I I I tried to place it in in order that made sense to me. Sure. So hit me with it. So first four things. We have the four DC films releasing in 2023. Um, so Shazam Fury of the Gods uh, coming out in March. Uh, we have The Flash coming out in June, which will apparently reset the DC timeline. That like makes sense, considering this is supposed to be, a, I believe, a Flashpoint movie. Yeah, exactly. Movie. So that, does, that, that doesn't surprise me one bit. We have Blue Beetle coming out <laughs> in August, which will be, I guess, the first film in the new DC universe. Um, now, this is one thing I kind of like. It was a little bit confusing because he didn't outright say that these were going to be in the new DCU, but he didn't outright say they weren't going to be. Interesting. So he kind of like dodged the question. Uh, well, he didn't dodge the question. He just didn't like, you know, he just like found a way around it. <laughs> If that makes any sense, I don't think anyone yeah. was there to like ask questions to him. It's just when he announced no. it, he just like he's avoiding know. answering things that he knows people are wondering. Exactly. And then Aquaman and the Last Kingdom coming out in December. Now, James Gunn did start by saying this will be the start of the new DCU. The first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. So they're doing like a kind of similar to marvel where there's like phases except yeah. they're calling it chapters it's kind of like a stolen concept but like it's it works and it's not like marvel invented this no so. it's they did not invent this form of storytelling definitely not <laughs> well within his right to you to, to, oh, to of course go this route and it sounds cool like it works it's going to make it streamlined so people are going to be able to discuss it better and i think like especially like gods and monsters being the title it's like it's pretty badass yeah, it's interesting. And they got quite a quite a good mix of movies here. So first one, uh, Superman Legacy, which will release July 11th, 2025. Uh, it'll be written by James Gunn and no director attached to it right now. But some people are saying like they're pretty convinced James is going to direct it as well. This movie will follow the younger days of Clark Kent as he balances his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. It's not an origin story, and it will lead directly into the next film. That sounds interesting. Like, uh, I think a lot of people are going to be skeptical about Superman films because, oh, Henry Cavill is Superman. You can't change that. And I, I just think some people are not being open-minded about this one. Um, I think, that, especially when you say younger days, that means we're going to be getting like, probably a lesser-known actor, and he's going to be playing a young Clark and probably sticking with the role. for like well, probably, probably someone in their 30s, right? Mid-30s, I would say. Uh, probably, if not like late twenties, if that. Yeah, I mean, hey, I don't think James Gunn has ever done something I don't like, especially in a superhero. No, def- I feel like movies, he's so. wisdom at this point. Yeah, so um, I have I have no doubt this is going to be a good movie. So it'll lead into the next movie, which will be The Authority. So this is a gr- it'll introduce a group of characters that have a less than idealistic approach to saving the world. The script is being written and there's really not that much detail about it. 
This is interesting. I, I, I honestly know nothing about this. Like this to me is like a blank slate. So I'm not even going to be able to like talk yeah, about it. I think it's like a, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong here. It, it's like a group of anti-heroes or something like that. Almost like a Thunderbolts kind of thing, maybe? Uh, Yeah, kind of. But like, I'm, I'm thinking like, isn't that the Suicide Squad really? So like, it's like I, I agree. maybe it's not kind of this. I, I'm not sure. So I really don't know much about the authority, but like, it literally like it could be like a guardians thing right i, I was getting Fine. guardians vibes but especially when they said like a less than idealistic approach to saving the world like i, I kind of got guardians vibes and i feel like yeah. these team ups that are like unorthodox are very james gunn uh very much his style so for me i think this is going to be good absolutely absolutely going into the next one we have the brave and the bold uh so this one will introduce the bat family to the dcu uh and will focus on Batman's relationship with Robin. Um, it's going to be, it's not going to be Rob, Robert Pattinson. It's going to be a new Batman and uh, Damian Wayne's Robin. So it'll be his son. Yeah. the I, I'm, I, I know it's kind of difficult, right? To have Robert Pattinson's Batman in, in like included in this new DC universe, but now we're going to be getting multiple Batmans in like a short period of time. Yeah. Different and I think this is going to cause them problems a little. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about that later, but I think I think the way they're doing it will kind of make sense. Hopefully. Uh, I will say, though, I hate Damian Wayne. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's the worst Robin. So that's why I'm kind of like, ah, oh, that sucks. But also, we've never seen him on TV, and I do think that they might be able to make this a really interesting story. Okay. Okay. So this movie will lead into directly into the next one, uh, which will be Supergirl. Women of Tomorrow. This will introduce Superman's cousin, Kara, Kara, uh, Kara, Kara Zor-El, aka Supergirl. Obviously, uh, will be based on Tom King's 2021-2022 comic run of the same name. Hmm. It's weird to see these movies make like or like shows or whatever like live action adaptations of new comics. I feel like we've been getting so many like old stories. That it's like kind of shocking to be getting like a brand new comic instantly yeah. translated on a television. And the MCU does this a lot where like they'll do like a comic run like 10 years after it's it's come out. Which is still fairly new-ish. Yes. But I, I've never, I don't think MCU has done any where it's like, wow, they're doing, they're literally doing this based on a comic that came out last year. No, no, I don't think these, I don't think I've ever seen that because they plan so far ahead that, you know. Like, and so it might work, it might not. Like it depends, right? It depends who if you like that comic book run. I'm not a Supergirl fan, so for me, it's like I don't know what this comic's about. So I'm, I'll go into it with an open mind. I'm glad they're kind of in. Uh, they're adding her in though so early on. Like, I, I agree. Feel like, I feel like it'll be good for the story and to have a good mix of people. One hundred percent. Um. Next one we have Swamp Thing. Hmm. What do you know about Swamp Thing? Uh, I think he's kind of like almost like a horror based character, like. He's supposed to be almost like a like an anti-hero kinda. Like I'm not sure exactly. Like it's very similar to the man thing, which is a, the Marvel's version of the same very similar. Okay. Thing. Okay. Um, so other than that, not much. Yeah, like you said, this will be a very much a horror film. Uh it'll apparently it'll dive deep into horror more than any other DCU project has ever done. And it'll explore the origins of the character. Uh apparently <laughs> James Mangold is in talks to direct, so Oh, good. Uh, this will be a TV show or a movie? 
uh, movie. I think, yeah. So the fact that it's a horror, I think this is actually probably going to be a really cool movie. Like, I think this is probably going to be one of those, one of those random like superhero movies that like it's not projected to be big, but I think it's going to be like one of those things people can't stop talking about. It just gives me that vibe just based on the description. All right, and now the TV shows. We have uh, an animated series, Creature Commandos. This team will feature Weasel from uh, the Suicide Squad, which I guess is the first character that's going to kind of cross over from the uh, existing DCU, if you will. Uh, Nina Mazurki, Dr. Phosphorus, Eric Frankenstein, The Bride of Frankenstein, G.I. Robot, and Rick Flagg Sr. So this series will tie into the larger DCU with characters uh, jumping from animation to live action. And the entire series is written by James Gunn himself to release before summer 2025. So that essentially means before Superman. Nice. I think it's cool that they're going to be doing like these these projects in animation that are directly connected. It's like, these are the characters that from live action just in a in an animated format. I think that's cool. Yeah, and uh, James has said that he wants the, they want to find actors that could play like the voice role and, and the, the live role. action role. Exactly. That's cool. Like Weasel is his brother, if I'm not mistaken, in the Suicide Squad, played by his brother. Uh, I think he is. Yeah. But so, I don't know if he talks. I don't quite remember if he talks. I don't remember either, I think to be sense. honest with you. Um, I guess the second confirmation of a character coming back will be uh, from the series Waller. It's a spinoff from Peacemaker Season 1 based off Viola Davis's character. And it's apparently to be said between Season 1 and Season 2 of Peacemaker and will help segue, I guess, into the future DCU, also releasing before summer 2025. Nice. That's an interesting one. Yeah, so I like I'm I'm really intrigued whether like you know or not Peacemaker will kind of make it. I kind of I have a feeling like because of the quality of the show, it will kind of make the cut. But uh, they haven't announced that yet. If he's going to be part of the DCU yet, no. So I mean, I think they do have plans to make a Peacemaker season two, but whether or not uh, that will be a part of the DCU. Like based off this spinoff that they're announcing in the DCU, it makes me believe that it will be. But you know, until they say it, it's really hard to say whether or not it will. I agree. Uh, we'll see. I do hope so, though. Next, we have Booster Gold. <laughs> we'll introduce to everyone the beloved time traveling showboat. This it's described as a comedy release date to de- to be determined. Um, do you know anything about this character? Very little. Like basically, the way you just described it is basically all I kind of know about the character. But okay. what I've gathered, I think comedy is the best way to go for him. Yeah, like from what I've heard, like apparently, like this guy like comes back from the future and like show like shows off a bunch of like really fancy technology or whatever, and like makes himself to be a hero. I guess kind of like if you showed up in like the 1920s with an iPhone. Yeah, they'd be like, "You're a god. Like you are. You're you are super powered." Exactly. Like, I have an iPhone in my pocket. Like no, <laughs> <laughs> no, they'd be it'd be like, "Oh my god, wizard!" <laughs> Literally, like everyone bowing to like uh, to uh, well, three PO in uh, <laughs> in episode six, all the bears. Yeah, 
<laughs> exactly. Like it would be. So I guess that's cool. It's a really cool concept. I also like that they call him a showboat because that means it's going to be like a very interesting, almost like. Yeah, this like, guy's going to be like super cocky, but like where he comes from, there's really nothing special about him, I guess. It, that's honestly like based on everything we did, like in the description, um, that's probably the show of the three we've already mentioned that I'm most excited for. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty funny. Um, going into the next one, we have Paradise Lost. So this is described as like a Game of Thrones-esque fantasy series. Uh, set primarily on the Amazon's homeworld of Themyscira, uh, long before Wonder Woman's birth, and we'll explore, I guess, the origins of the Amazon's all-female culture and society. That's cool. Uh, I think, like, like I don't know, I don't know if James announced this or if they've even thought of it. I don't know if Gal Gadot's uh, Wonder Woman is gonna be the Wonder Woman, or are they recasting her? It would be too confusing, in my opinion. Like, I don't think there's. Like, even, like, having the idea of, like, you know, Aquaman, st- Aquaman sticking around and even Ezra Miller's Flash, like, I feel like it would be too confusing. They should just, like, straight up reboot. Yeah, I, I feel like the same, but, like, I don't know. Like, this this sounds like a really good show, and it does sound like it's going to be, like, a precursor to a Wonder Woman being in this new universe. Or uh, this idea, and I'll, I'll talk about it more, I guess, uh, when we go into uh, the next section, but I think uh, there are ways to continue those uh, stories uh, in this uh, layout that they have set up. So let's just get to the next one. They're okay. the last one that uh, they announced for the DCU, and it's going to be Lanterns, uh, a, a detective-like mystery series featuring both Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Uh, I guess the mystery will tie into the larger DCU stories uh, that are will be seen in the films. I'm really like hearing that John Stewart's going to be in it got me really excited because that's the Green Lantern I grew up with. So like, I- I'm happy about that. And the fact that they're both going to be in it, I think that's going to that that's going to kick ass. Yeah, people were not very happy with the uh, Ryan Reynolds movie. Eh? Apparently, it's just a mess. I've never actually watched it because honestly, I think most of the comments kind of scared me away. Okay. I, I watched it when I was, I guess, a little bit, like, I don't know. I don't remember when it released, but I was younger, obviously. Um, And I remember, like, I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And then, like, I grew up finding out that it would, like, it got absolutely hated on completely. And I was like, oh, I guess it wasn't good. I guess it's kind of like Spider-Man 3-esque, like, where it's like, I like Spider-Man 3, but I know people, like, hate that film with a passion. So it's like, I guess a lot of issues. They're each their own, right? And that's yeah. that I've never seen that movie though. Yeah, and I've never read a Green Lantern's comic, so like I wouldn't understand like what's comic accurate and whatever. So. 100%. But I'm very excited. This is like the project that we've talked about in terms of the TV shows. That's like now I know Booster Gold sounded good, but this sounds like 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 amazing. Like I'm excited for this. Yeah, so I I think this would probably be good. This is the extent of what uh, James Gunn uh, announced for the DCU. Um, so I'm like, I, I feel like this is a good start. It's not the entire chapter one, but it's part of it. Yeah. Like he didn't um, overdo it. Like he didn't announce eight movies and stuff like he, he they're kind of, I think they're taking it slow for now. Yeah. But this is enough. I think to like a little bit like a, like an appetizer, right? Cause you know, what's coming now, you know, what direction they're going to like characters, like, like the green lanterns, uh, character. We haven't, they weren't even talked about on like on screen since, that Ryan Reynolds movie. So I'm kind of glad they're going with some characters that we've not seen instead of just being like, oh, we're going to give you another, a new Aquaman and oh, we're going to give you a new Wonder Woman like right off the bat. Yeah. And I think that, I feel like that makes sense. 
right? It does. I agree. It's something refreshing. Like you can't you can't keep doing the same thing over and over. Exactly. So, um, it's got me intrigued. I mean, I I feel like I'll definitely be keen to tune in to this. Yeah, it's um, gonna be an and... MCU like thing. Like, do you think it's gonna have MCU like success? Um, listen, they got a lot to rebuild. <laughs> the trust they got to do a lot of rebuilding, uh, but uh, like I have no reason to believe it's not like it's gonna take some time, but like like the DC brand is damaged, man. Like I, I do agree with that. I feel like they've mishandled their product so badly that it's almost like people are gonna like go into these films and like not expect a damn thing. You know, even if they're really good, people are gonna be like, well. That's probably just a one-off, and it's like I think it's gonna take them at least like till later in this like in this section of their universe till people are like, you know what? Maybe they are doing a good job. Like maybe yeah. this is actually good now. And I feel like no matter what, like let's say in twenty twenty seven, like you still don't have like a like some aren't like really critically successful or I or like financially successful they got to stick with the plan no matter what i feel like they got to stick with it for like at least through to the first chapter like yeah, you can't you can't stop halfway again like you can't just you just can't do it <laughs> i think if they, if it is that scenario though where we're like they're kind of bombing at the box office and they're not really making like they're not competing with other movies and they're not making money i think like if I wouldn't cancel the whole thing. What I would do is stick to what works. So like, say you made these projects and out of all these movies, the only one that did well was Superman and maybe the new Batman. Well, then I think maybe you kind of cut your losses on some of the other ones and, and focus on that. Yeah. So you, like you, you don't have to be making a movie about, you know, like you don't have to be making a movie about Blue Beetle over and over if it's not popular. Like, yeah. And like, you, you got to think like Marvel, like, if you look at their phase one, the only two successful properties out of phase one financially were Iron Man one, Iron Man two and the Avengers. Yeah. And, and notice how it kind of like, they never made another Hulk. Yeah. Literally. That might've been also a little bit of, of a licensing. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a, that's a rights issue as well. Yeah. But I do believe if they had the rights, they wouldn't have rushed to make another Hulk because that movie was not well received. Yeah. So, and now, like, once you get the idea of, like, the, the shared universe going, then it's, like, then you could have these obscure characters, you know, make being profitable. And that becomes yeah. a reality because people have bought into what you're building towards. So Once, once people are hooked in this universe, I think they're going to be able to do anything. Like, you're going to be able to bring in, like, the Brave and the Bold mentioned the Bad Family. You're going to be able to do all of the members. And I think people are going to eat it up. Yeah, you could probably do a Batgirl movie after that. And, yeah, Nightwing you know. movie, Red Hood movie. Like, they could do any of that. So it just it has to kick off from the start and like skyrocket because if it doesn't, I feel like it won't go anywhere. I hope it does though. Yeah, but that's gonna take time, and I feel like that's my that's my main point. So, like, really, they gotta they gotta stick with it this time. Like, you can't no no half no half measures. One hundred percent, I agree with you. And let's go into the last part, and this will be called DC Elseworlds. Um, so this will encompass um, the second Batman, which is going to come to theaters uh, October 3rd, 2025. This is part of the, the Reeve Batverse yeah. uh, with uh, Robert Pattinson, obviously. Um, also included in this is obviously the Penguin series. Um, 
we'll have Joker Fadi Adu uh, coming in October 2024, starring Joaquin Phoenix in Lady Gaga. And uh, also in the works is a separate Superman movie uh, that will be produced by J.J. Abrams. It's more in development right now. Um, and uh, James was saying they're waiting to read uh, some scripts on that. So they're going to have two Supermans and two Batmans at once? Uh, I believe so. But these ones will be clearly labeled DC Elseworlds. Yeah, yeah. I just think you're competing with yourself at that point is my issue here. Like, for example, like when Batman Part 2 comes out, people already love Battinson. So it's like you're going to be into yeah, that. Yeah, but they're two different characters, right? If I'm not mistaken, like like the Batman in the shared universe will be like a dad. Um, whereas they're both Bruce Wayne though is is the thing. My problem with this. I guess so. I guess it would be so. different. It would be like a good a good comparison for me would be if they were doing like Batman Beyond. Okay. You know, like if they had Batman Beyond as one of them, that's fine because that's that's Terry McGinnis. It's a completely different character. It's just they're both Bruce Wayne, so you're you're comparing these two characters who are the same person. And there's going to be that conversation where oh, Pattinson's better than this guy and or this guy's better than Pattinson. I feel like this is going to become an issue. Yeah. In I the mean, media, at least. I, I, it won't bother me too much. I, I don't think. No, I, I feel like it will confuse the average fan, though. Um, and, like, that's a good point. Like, it will become confusing to just the people that really don't pay attention to, like, the finer details. And Exactly. It'll just cause some confusion that's really not needed. Um, are you interested in any of those Elseworlds movies? Like, did you, are you interested in Joker 2, the Superman movie? You know, any of those projects that you're interested in? Well, I mean, let's see if they, let's see if they move ahead with that Superman movie. I mean, <laughs> they, James Gunn said, said he was excited to, to read some scripts, but who knows if they'll go ahead. I think it's um, potentially going to be canceled as well, to be honest with you. Um, Batman part two. I'm excited for that. Um, I'll probably go see it in theaters. Uh, Joker. I mean, <laughs> what a disturbing movie, man. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. Like, if you were, I, I had a feeling you were going to be like, oh, I loved it. It was so good. I was going to say, like, I liked it, like, in terms of acting, but that movie made me feel funny. Oh, it, and I, like, it was supposed to make you feel that way. Like, it did. They did their job. That's yeah. not for me, though. Like, I didn't, I didn't like leaving the theater feeling like, like dirty almost. It was a weird feeling. Like, I, I, it's definitely what they wanted, but that, that's not really for me. Yeah. No, I mean, it's completely understandable, but, uh, I'm I'm excited for the bat for the uh, the the uh, Pattinson verse I guess you could call it. Um, I feel like Robert Pattinson was really good in the first one, so I'm excited right. to see what they have going for the second. Uh, yeah, for sure. We'll see how it goes. Who knows? Yeah, Anything I, else to add on the uh, DC news, Stephen? Other than that, like uh, you know, there's a few. Like to be honest, I didn't even know that they were considering like the new Aquaman to be part of the DCU. Like I thought that was just going to be a sequel to the first one. Um, well, it will be, but, but it's also, um, I guess, yeah, I guess it could be like, like that's where it was kind of confusing. Like, and I guess I, I, I did tease this earlier. My point, uh, was apparently they want to make like a third one, uh, with Jason Momoa. Um, so, so let's say, yeah, let's say they don't want to move forward with Jason in the DCU. They could label it Elseworlds and do a third one if they wanted. I see. 
right? Well, I like like see, this is the thing. I like I like these original castings. Like I like Gal Gadot as, as Wonder Woman. I like Jason as as Aquaman. Uh, I, I didn't really care for Ezra as the Flash, to be honest. So that one, I don't really care if they scrap. Um, okay. I liked Bat Batfleck. I know a lot of people didn't like Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So like, if they, I'm cool if they just continue with that. But again, it gets confusing. Like, what's canon now? Yeah, I feel like it, it gets too confusing, and not everyone's gonna like. We we're talking about Flashpoint resetting the whole universe. Not everyone's gonna understand that. And no, they won't. And they're not gonna explain it to you like you're a child. So it's like. I, exactly. I think I think you will. We will be a little confused. So, I feel like it would be better to just restart from scratch. I think so too. I agree with you. Anything else? No, I think that's good for the news. There was a lot going on there. I think the DC stuff's exciting though. Like I'm, I'm actually happy. Like, yeah, I, it's been a while since I've been happy about DC stuff other than the Batman. Listen, I'm I'm wishing James and Peter like all the luck. Like I hope it works out, man, because. It, it kind of has to. They need a win. Do DC they, needs a win. If they don't win, I, I honestly don't know where they go. Yeah, gonna probably get another set of Batman movies. Another wow. set of Superman movies. Like we're kind of in. We're gonna get into a loop. Yeah, never-ending loop. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Shall we get into our top ten most anticipated movies of twenty twenty three? Yes, we shall. This was a list I had a lot of fun making, and I noticed looking at the upcoming movies, like twenty twenty three is loaded with films. Like compared to twenty twenty two, for me at least, twenty twenty three is. Bussin. Yes. No, I'm 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 quite excited for quite a few movies. Um I went first last. Did you want to go first this time? I can go first this time if you want. We're gonna I'm gonna start with my honorable mentions. Do you want me to do both at once? Um yeah, sure. Give you sure. Yeah, All right. So well, my first honorable mention in my top ten, well, it would be just out of my top ten anticipated movies of twenty twenty three is the Marvels. Okay. It almost made it, but I, I there's a little part of me that's a little worried that it, it's going to be very similar to the first Captain Marvel, and that movie didn't like it was. It's underrated, but it's not like top MCU for me. So that one just barely didn't make it. I am excited to see um, Kamala interacting with uh, Carol, though. I'm and, very excited for that. And I think Photon's character. I forgot. I forgot if she's Monica or Maria. I think it's Monica. Monica Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm excited to see her again as an older version of herself interacting with her friend Carol from when she was a kid. Yeah, and they they seem to have like some sort of beef, right? In uh, kind of a little, in, yeah. Uh, in WandaVision, like she she got she got weird when the when Captain Marvel was mentioned. So, uh, so let's, it, let's see what that's about. I'm excited for this though. Like it's just barely out of my top ten. And my other honorable mention is Fast X. So Fast and the Furious ten, basically. Okay. I'm actually a little bit of a Fast and the Furious fan, so I'm I'm excited just for another one. Um, I, I kind of hope that it goes like I don't know much about the movie uh, yet, but I'm kind of hoping they go to more back to the roots. Probably won't. But this this is just I just like the Fast and the Furious movies. It's just familia. Yeah, yeah. I like them because of family. <laughs> but yeah, the, not much about I can say about them. That's why it's I not. can't wait for the memes to come out around that. Oh, release it's be great. Again. Like, oh, I, I'm I'm fighting an alien on the moon because of family. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> all right, okay, all, all right, bud. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about you? What are your honorable mentions? My honorable mentions. Um, so this one is honestly the only reason it's not in my top 10 is because it's releasing very soon and I am excited for it, but I just didn't want to hype it up too much for myself because I tend to hype up movies and then end up uh, being lower on them than I should be. 
because I get too hyped for them. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, I'm very excited to meet Kang. I'm very excited for Scott Lang's and Hope Van Dyne's new entry into the MCU. I'm very excited to meet Cassie Lang or this newer version of Cassie Lang. Um, and I'm excited to see where this brings us as the start of Marvel's phase five. Um, yeah, like, listen, <laughs> it's just outside my top 10. I'm obviously very excited for this movie. Um, this is not a bad omen. I'm excited for this movie. It's just not in my top 10. You just jinxed it. It's going to be awful now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. Uh, next one is uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Um, oh. I, I really liked uh, the uh, soft reboot, I guess you could call it, with uh, Bumblebee. Uh, I thought they went back to really like character-focused stories with this universe, and it was much needed. Um, and I'm excited to see where they go with this. Uh, I think it's going to be very good. Uh, I don't really have any much else to say about this other than I would I was gonna comment but I may or may not have both of those movies later on to discuss so yeah I thought you might so <laughs> I'm gonna wait on those <laughs> so uh I'm I am excited I may honorably mentioned from you yeah like I am excited for it it's just not in my top ten no for sure um so mine we're gonna start with my top ten well my my number ten but like we're going to the official top ten and this was like I said this was kind of hard to make like there was a few other movies where I was just like like Creed three, like if I was into Creed, I'm sure this would have made my list. But it's like I've never seen the other two. Okay, fair enough. But so my number ten is Pixar's Elemental. Ooh. So every year there's a Pixar movie that's coming out, and it's just like I need to watch that. And this one is awesome. It's basically going to be focused on earth, wind, fire, and water elementals living together in a big city. And I'm not sure exactly what the plot's going to be, but like just the concept of that alone got me like super excited because it's, it gives me like an inside out vibe kind of. Yeah. Okay. I love that movie. So it's like, and I, yeah, I agree. That's like, that's one of those, one of the best uh, Pixar's for me. So like, I'm really excited for this. And like, since I was a kid watching Avatar: The Last Airbender, like I mentioned it earlier in the pod when we were talking about the newer yeah. Avatar films, it's all about elements in that and those basic four elements. So I think you know that's something that in an animated kids movie might end up being really, really charming. So that's my number ten. Okay. Number ten for me is Rebel Moon. This coming from director Zack Snyder. It's going to be a space-dwelling action flick for Netflix um, about a young woman who's tasked with visiting uh, neighboring planets to recruit warriors and take a stand against a local tyrant. So this one kind of intrigues me, like just the plot of it. Um, I'm kind of excited for it. Like it, I, I agree. It, this it really seems like my type of movie, so like I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. I agree. Like, and like having like Charlie Hunnam on the cast is extra exciting. Cause like as a sons of anarchy fan, I just, I love him. So, and this is one that actually kind of slipped through the cracks for me. I really didn't get a good look at it. Like I saw, I saw a brief like stuff about it, but I yeah, it's really... coming out like late, late this Christmas. year. Yeah. So this yeah. is something to get excited about. Like later on in the year, it might make its way up my list to be honest. Yeah. It's going to be a Christmas watch. It will be a Christmas watch. And yeah, I think it looks really good. Yeah. What is your number nine? My number one, we we talked about it a little earlier. It's Aquaman and the Last uh, Lost Kingdom, um, oh, and okay. I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know this was going to be a DCU film. So this makes it even a little more, a little more exciting. Um, I just really, really like Jason Momoa, and I think he's really, really good as Aquaman. 
the visuals and like the concepts in the first film are so incredible. It's, it's one of the most visually stunning movies I've ever seen. Yep. And I really just I really liked I really like Jason as as Aquaman. So for me, like this is something I'm excited for. And like I said, the fact that it's in the DCU now is making me a little more excited. It might even like I might even raise it on the list at some point. <laughs> there like, you go. It's just it's starting something, right? So that's my number nine. How about you? What's your number nine? Cool. Number nine for me is Barbie. Oh no. Yes. Ooh. Dude, this film intrigues the ever living shit out of me. I have no idea what it's about, but the cast is stacked. It's directed by uh, Greta Gerwig and co- I guess written by her as well. Uh, co-written with uh, Noah Bro- Noah Baumbach. Um, obviously, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, you have Simu Liu. Uh, like, just a stacked cast. And I am like, they, they, they released a teaser for it. Um, I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea what this movie is about. It just intrigues me like crazy. I'll be honest. I'm intrigued very similarly to you. I just don't think I'm going to like this. But this, like, what is this? Is is she going to be a toy? Or is she I, just... I don't know. <laughs> like, I literally don't like, know. Like, what's the plot going to be about? Like, I've never seen Barbie have a personality besides the fact that she liked to shop. No. So it's like, so it's like, I don't know what this is going to be about. I think Margot Robbie is like a perfect Did cast. you watch the teaser trailer they released for this? Not really. So I'm not like fully. Okay. The first half of the, the trailer, Steven, is like shot for shot. Exactly the same as a Space Odyssey trailer that they released in like early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. It's like shot for shot, like an exact replica of the trailer they released back then. Interesting. So like, that's why like. This movie has me intrigued it's because, like, I have no idea what it's gonna be. <laughs> it's actually kind of hilarious, but the cast be- is stacked. Like, Simu Liu commented on it, and he was like, "He was like, my agent read it, and he's like, it's the best script I've ever read. You have to audition for this." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, movie. yeah. So <laughs> like, I'm like super intrigued by this. I don't know. I you're think honestly, you're talking me into like being yeah. intrigued. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be we're we're gonna, gonna go, be we're to gonna go be there at the first Friday night, Stephen, with we're our gonna, popcorn. We're gonna have our Barbies in hand to watch this. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be getting dragged to watch this just out of curiosity. I might have to go see this. Who knows if I like it? Because this does not seem like my style. But you know, yeah. it could be cool. Like you said, the all star cast might just be tempting me just enough. Yeah, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. What is your number eight? Uh, my number eight is one you have mentioned prior. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, it would be higher on my list, but like you said, it's coming out so soon that I, I don't really feel like like I'm, like my hype level is is as high because it's like, I'm going to see this in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you're just trying to tempt your expectations. Essentially. A, a little bit even. like I am like overly excited for Kang. I, I think that's one thing that I'm like, knowing that he's basically the next Thanos is kind of like, like you said, I'm kind of maybe I am having too much expectations for that. Like maybe I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be like an S tier villain, but I have faith in Jonathan Majors. Um, and Ant-Man is like a top three MCU hero for me, I think. Like, I think he's just out of my top, like just out of being two. It's so, a really cool character. He is such a good character. And I think Paul Rudd is just so perfect. Oh, like, he's so good. And I know the first two Ant-Man films aren't very popular. Like I most people would have them like in like the twenties in their in their MCU rankings, but I actually like I love these films. Like I think they're the, both really good. They're hilarious, and I think the first Ant-Man is like 
one of the most underrated movies I've ever seen. Like, not even just in the MCU. Like, I feel like that movie is not talked about enough for how cool, like, funny, cool, and unique the the, the way it was filmed is. Like, I don't, I just don't think it's getting the respect. So, I, I yeah, I'm just a big Ant Man guy. So that's why Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania is number eight. Okay, you're number eight. Number eight for me is uh, the Marvels. Ooh, okay. So I'm as as you know. Uh, but uh, maybe the people listening here don't know. I, I was a big fan of Miss Marvel, the TV show. Um, I have it as like one of one of my favorite. It's probably in the top half of my uh, Marvel TV shows. Um, I just really, really connected with the character. Thought it was an, a really, really good introduction story for her. Um, and to have her be an essential part of this movie is really exciting for me. Like you mentioned earlier with her, Carol and Monica and uh, it seems like they're going to essentially like throughout the film be swapping places all over the place and they're going to have to figure out how to help each other and how to how to how to solve the issue so it's really really got me intrigued Um, some Twitter accounts I follow like have mentioned that this is like you know one of their highest ranked movies like from what they've heard uh, for this year so I'm really intrigued by it and uh i'm excited for it to come out that just sucks that we have to wait until uh end of july i agree like uh, do you think kamala is going to translate well from like just a, a tv show to a movie i think she will like i i just feel like a lot of people didn't watch ms marvel so it's like i wonder if people are going to go into this and be like either coerced into watching it or if they're just going to be like oh i'm not a big fan of her I hope they do because, like, I know her. Like, like one of the best parts of the show was like her family and that whole dynamic. And I know the entire Khan family will be in the Marvels, so I hope like whatever little bit of like interactions we see there will like, if people haven't seen the show, will convince them to watch it. I hope. I agree with you. I really do. I think that show was insanely underrated. And to be honest, like, I know you are like this, where you like like these like high school type shows, but like. That was a big reason why I liked it because it was so unique. Yeah. And like episodes one and two were like much slower, but they were like, they were like some of my favorite episodes and uh, paired with episode six there where that whole setting at the high school and the, the whole fight and, and all uh, that. Uh, that show was, that show was extreme. Like I expected nothing from that show and it was really good. So I, that's again, why that's why I had the Marvels myself in my honorable mentions. Fair enough. Fair enough. Number seven, Steven. My number seven is probably, I actually feel like this is going to be like in your top five. It's uh, the Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Ooh. which is pretty cool. Uh, th- not much to say for this one other than the fact that I just absolutely love the Hunger Games as a concept. And those first two movies, especially Catching like Catching Fire in the original, I loved, my favorite parts of the movie were the actual Hunger Games in those films. And I, uh, from what I'm gathering, this movie will be back to that style, correct? Where it's going to be about the Hunger Games themselves? Uh, yes and no. It'll be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it'll be somewhat half and half. Um, yeah. So, or so basically... a third, two thirds. Um, but they will be back into the in in the games. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, like, in the arena. I I'm just say. glad they will be in the arena, and like, I just I love those movies, and those books are so good. So you know, this is something I'm I'm really interested in. Like. It's about time too. Like I feel like we've been dying for this. Like as a hungry fan, <laughs> it's like could they not do this three years ago? Like, well, I mean, the book wasn't written three years ago. No, that's or true. Was it? I think it released. I, I think it released in twenty twenty. 
but I'm just talking like concept wise. Like we we needed another Hunger Games movie by now. Like yeah, like I feel like if they wanted to, they could mine the IP and like you know I know it's been like a popular thing to want like uh, Finnick or you know show Haymitch's games or Joanna yeah. Joanna's games, but like um that would they would have to come up with a script for that, right? I mean, yeah, I agree. And don't over- vaguely. They're vaguely mentioned in the books, and so, like an like I said, an entire script would have to be written based off those uh, vague details given in the books. So, I agree with you. They could do it, but you know, uh, like we'll I said, see. don't overdo it. Like I, I, we should have had it earlier, but I don't think we should have had four of them in that time span. Like I think we should have. Maybe this could have happened two or three years ago, but still, you know, kept it like reasonable. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but like, like, like I mentioned earlier, they, she had to write the book, right? Oh, exactly. And, and exactly. I think the the Hunger Games book, like, all released fairly, fairly all all together, if I'm not mistaken, like in the 2010s or like around that time. I, I guess. think it was like late 2000s, maybe. Yeah, I think the last one would have released around 2010. Um, I think, and so like she took 10 years to write another book. Um, so. So it's her fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame her. Like the, the Hunger Games, it's a oh, good series. Like there's I no, agree. there's don't, no don't reason to go back to it. Exactly. All right. Uh, your number seven. My number seven is one that you mentioned already. Uh, Elemental. Oh, good. So I'm I'm kind of excited about it. Um, and I I know you said you didn't know too many details about it, but I believe it will be some sort of love story. Um, between between. A uh, fire element and a water element. That, okay, that's who, that's kind sweet. Like, yeah, very, very charming. That's what it's, I wanted. I, I like that stuff, man. I really. Yo, like when you get that, and I just know they're gonna tear our hearts out. So. Oh, they will. I, I'm gonna be crying in the theater, just like I was at the part Inside Out when Bing Bong died. So, oh my god! Like in the theater with my, like at the time with my high school girlfriend, I was like tears rolling down my cheeks. I was like, this is embarrassing, but like this I, is. I don't even blame you, buddy. Like that was <laughs> such an emotional. <laughs> Moment. <laughs> so good. Pixar loves to oh. like hurt my feelings. Oh god. Pixar just there to entertain and rip your heart out. And like yeah. as a kid, you wouldn't get hit by these emotions the same. Like I feel like as a kid, like Bing Bong's death wouldn't have hurt me the way it did as a grown man. No. <laughs> oh my god. What is your number six, Steven? Uh my number six is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay. I almost had it higher, but to be honest, like the other five are just, I have them way higher. But, man, Guardians Volume 3 is is building up to be a spectacle. Like, I feel like, I don't know if it's James Gunn doing this or if it's just marketing or, I don't know. But it's, like, just from, like, word of mouth and stuff. Like, this is going to be gr- grueling and, like, like heartbreaking. And like, well, speaking of emotional stories, they are teasing quite the emotional yeah, like, ending. like, bring tissues is basically what they're saying. And it's, yeah. like, when, th- when movies tell you that, that means it's going to be way worse than you expect like i feel like they wouldn't tell you that unless it was going to be extreme no i agree i agree i'm also excited for this movie and i do have it a little higher up on my list oh okay so we'll get back into it in a few you're absolutely number my number six is oppenheimer so okay. christopher nolan's next movie um about j robert oppenheimer and the creation of the atomic bomb in los alamos have you heard anything about this movie no, I haven't, but like other than like 
photos and like cast and this is like yeah listen to this cast silly murphy insane cillian murphy emily blunt robert downey jr matt damon rami malik florence Pugh, and the list goes on and on it's just incredible uh just the, the, the this kind of like biopic in a way of like and these like historic movies um really really like intrigue me and so i'm very excited to see this and it's what what else can you say then it's it's christopher nolan like <laughs> it's christopher nolan with this this all world cast like you couldn't even name me who the worst actor is other than the actors you just mentioned like they're no. all a-listers yeah so, no, this is like even just this quick discussion like again i'm just like wow maybe i should watch that <laughs> yeah uh, I'm I I mean I'm genuinely intrigued by it. I think it's coming out mid July if I'm not mistaken. So, oh, um, you yeah. I mean, <laughs> and Christopher Nolan like hates special effects and stuff. So I just know he like blew up a bunch of shit in the desert to make. Oh, this. absolutely! He pulled the Michael Bay. <laughs> Literally, I don't know how many explosives he set off or how many it took, but he set them all off. That's <laughs> what he did. <laughs> all right. So we're going to take a quick break now and we'll be back with our top five lists. All right. And we're back with our top five. Steven, what is your number five movie? So these are like the best of the best for the year for me. Like these are movies like I'm genuinely like counting down the days. So for number five, this one's going to surprise you because we were just talking about animated movies. Uh, it's the Super Mario movie. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I thought about this one, but I, I it did not make my list. Like I talked about Sonic last week and how I like I kind of hate video game movies, but like this one looks really good. Like I know people joke about Chris Pratt playing Mario, but like I, there's just something that like about these trailers that like it looks like it's gonna be a blast. Um, I also like the cast is, is for this is other than Chris, I think is like perfect. Like Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong's great, and Jack Black as Bowser is gonna be like I love that man. I love yeah. Jack Black's one of my favorite actors, so for me it's like yeah. But no, the Super Mario movie it actually looks good. So yeah, that's my number five. Nice. Uh, are you interested at all? Or I am interested. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it lands on my on my list uh, at the end of the year in terms of movies watched. But yeah, uh, like I like I I thought the the first trailer was really good. So I'm intrigued. Good. I'm intrigued. Um, uh, what is your number five? My number five is Asteroid City. It's a Wes Anderson movie that's going to take place during the 50s. Um, and it's going to be at a Stargazer convention, which is interrupted by a potentially world changing event. Ooh. Um, now, kind of the same thing with Oppenheimer. The, really, what sells it for me is the cast here. <laughs> We have uh, Maya Hawke, Sophia Lillis, Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Til Tilda Swil Swinton, Ryan Cranston, Margot Robbie, Edward Norton, uh, Adrian Brody, and oh, Jeff Goldblum, Willem Dafoe, Steve Carell. I mean, stack. How are all these people in the same movie? Like you know, literally. Like so like I'm like, like I'm intrigued. I don't know. And it's like it seems like it's like like a world ending movie sort of thing. So um I've always kind of liked those movies. Um 
let's see if they like they haven't made a good one in a while but <laughs> no definitely yeah. this, uh, this could be a bust with a good cast for all yes of them. no it, it absolutely could be so it has me intrigued let's, see if, they, let's see if they stick the landing let's see what's your number four steven for number four i've got the flash which okay shocking because i earlier i mentioned i'm not a big fan of ezra miller but uh, the Flashpoint Paradox comic book is like a top five comic book of all time for me. Okay. I absolutely adored that comic book. So I, I, I'm not sure how accurate this film is going to be, the Flashpoint Paradox. But man, uh, if it is if it is accurate, this is going to be a treat. And like when it comes to DC films, like I, de- I didn't really think, I don't think too highly of them other than the Batman ones usually. So like this is really special. And also I say that because Batman's in this movie. So <laughs> I'm just really excited for this movie. Like, are you Batman? Batman yeah, two multiple Batmans. Yeah, Michael Keaton's yeah. Batman, and I believe I'm not sure if they're gonna go with Flashpoint Batman in this one, but I would love to see Flashpoint Batman in this one. So that would be Jeffrey Dean Morgan basically playing um, Thomas oh. Wayne as Batman. Interesting. I thought so, at some point he may have had a cameo, but that may have gotten canceled. At, I hope they did. Point, so he he's a big part of the comic. So for me, it's like I kind of hope he's there. Okay. Uh, same thing. They would have also technically uh, Lauren Cohen uh, come into this film as well to play the Joker if they're going to do it that way. Interesting. But but I don't know if they will. Uh, but like, yeah, do you have any interest in this movie at all? Um, I mean, I I didn't really. And then James Gunn went ahead and called it one of the greatest superhero movies he's ever seen this week. So yeah, um, I did see that's that. Kind of, it's kind of piqued my interest a little bit, but I a little nerve wracking. Uh, I don't know. He's setting up false expectations. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. Well, I mean, I hope he doesn't say that. <laughs> like, those are words. Those Every are some heavy, heavy that. words. No, I, 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 I got faith. I'm excited. Like I said, I hope they kind of remain comic accurate for this one. Um, and that's why it's my number four. Okay. okay. Uh, my number four is one that you've mentioned before. It's going to be an, an emotional closure to the story for this team. It's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, really interested to see uh, where this one goes. I mean, that first trailer <laughs> almost had me <laughs> on the verge of tears. Like so, legit. Yeah, I can't even imagine what the movie is going to do to me. But uh, um, yeah, I'm just excited to see this team up again. I'm excited to see, uh, well, you know, what's his face? The guy, um, the gold, gold guy, Adam, Adam Warlock. Yes, that um, was just to bring him up. <laughs> who I, I, I assume if they do a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Four, will be a part of the new team. Um, but uh, I don't know. Do you think they'd manage to get James Gunn to come back? No, you don't think at all. Like you think that's like a, that's that's not happening. Like I know they're they're no. gonna claim right now it's not happening, but like I feel like money talks. Well, I mean, he he would be too busy. <laughs> I also genuinely think it, it is a conflict of interest. So, well, yeah, I mean, I think he, I'm pretty sure he has a, like, an, he probably has a, a no, no, non-compete at DC. So that's what I mean. Like, I would I, assume like he would be a producer because they would have to credit him as a producer on a Guardians of the Galaxy volume four. But, uh, I, but uh, I think it would be, it would be someone else taking the mantle. You think Taika Waititi would be a good one? Probably not. No, you don't think that would work for Guardians? I mean, did you like the Guardians in Thor: Love and Thunder? The brief bit we saw them, they were fine. Like, I, I, I didn't think we got enough to, for me to really make a comment. I do feel like his uh, direction in Thor: Ragnarok though was very Guardians-esque. It was, but then he, 
he went off the handle. With I think the I think Thunder. Thunder butchered him. Like I think yeah. people are like, ah, oh, Taika. He's a he's a very good filmmaker. Like I I hate I hate ragging on him about this, but like he's a very good filmmaker. I'm a big fan of Jojo Rabbit. Um, he's got another movie coming out later this year too. Next goal wins with the uh, Fastbender. So yeah. Um. I think he'd be a good one. Uh, he's not like I'm not saying like. Hey, do I, mean, it. I I just feel like they would go for someone like fresh and new, kind of like. That's fair. I kind of hope they don't though. I feel like this leaving it at three is kind of the way they should go with it. Well, I mean, in this universe where they're where they're kind of continuing and continually evolving, they're um, not going to drop it. I know they won't. They're, they're gonna... not. They're not going to stop at three. No, they won't. But like that said, it's going to be years before there's a four. Yeah. Let's and not kid be ourselves. Wrong, right? It's not going to feel like the same Guardians again. Like, no, James, it's going to it's going to be a complete different. This is team. the end of this Guardians. Like he said, this is the end. Like we're probably yeah. going to see Nova in the next one, kind of thing. And you know, you're going to be moving on from some of these some of these people. Either they're yeah. going to die, or retire, or, or whatever, live happily ever after. You know, I think this is going to be very a lot of finality to this, and that's why it's also on my list. Yeah. So I think you're going you're going to see some some members of the team kind of still be on the team, but uh, like probably. The majority of the team will either, sadly, be dead or, like you said, retire. So you think Quill's going to be uh, back again? At any Quill? Point? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to see him at least in uh, Secret Wars or something. I I completely agree. Um, but uh, post post Secret Wars, I'm not sure. That's fair. We'll have to see. What is your number three, Stephen? So we're into the 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 three the, like the the best movies of the year, basically for me is what I'm expecting here. My number three is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Ooh. Waiting for another Indiana Jones movie for a long time. Like, I think Crystal Skull was overly hated. So when I'm looking at, like, this new movie, which apparently their goal is to make bring it back to its roots almost, like, I'm swiped. Like, I'm so excited. I know people are going to be like, Harrison Ford's too old. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they de-aged him, Steven. They, they did slightly, but I still think... I don't give. A, I don't give a fuck. This is gonna be so good. Like I, I know. Like I'm getting a little, a little rowdy with my swearing there, but man, just leave me alone. Indiana Jones is good. Indiana Jones Five, Dial of Destiny. It's gonna be no. amazing. I haven't I'm, seen any of them, but I'm excited for you. I'm glad you are. I think you need to watch them. Like before this comes out, I, I'm gonna like challenge you to watch the four of them, and then we can go see this one because I think this is gonna be really good. I don't have time for that, Steve. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> I genuinely think this is like I, I just don't know if you're like you're going to like it that much. Cause I know you're not a big fan of like that old kind of like corniness. Like, yeah, I, I just don't know if that's something you're going to eat up, but man, th- this is going to be a good movie. So uh, I, I really hope you actually find some time. I might watch it someday or watch them. Who's someday. A little bit of sleep? You don't need to sleep. When you can watch Indiana Jones. Come on. Yeah, who, who needs, who needs sleep? Who needs rest between hard work shifts when you can watch Indiana Jones? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. How are you kicking off your top three? And my top three starts with, uh, and you were correct in your assessment earlier that I have it higher than you. Uh, the Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Oh. Um, I'm very excited for this prequel um, with a younger uh, President Snow and uh, the introduction of Lucy Graybeard, uh, played by none other than Rachel Ziegler. So I'm very excited to go back to Pan Am and to see this very complicated love story takes shape have you read this book i have read the book is, how would you rate the book out of like all the hunger games books or like would you rate it like on par with them or better well, maybe? so uh, it has a complete different vibe to it and feel to it but like i I've, i would give it like a solid four out of five 
Oh, that's good. So that means you're expecting good things out of this movie then. Like yeah. I know you're excited for it, but like you're actually expecting this to be a good movie. Yeah, I think I think this is has the makings to be a very good film. Um I hope it I hope it sticks the landing. Um that's all I could do at this point. I have it number three on my list. Oh, I hope I hope I like it when it comes out because I'm yeah. I'm excited for it. The fact that you've seen read the book, though, you kind of know what to expect. Like for me, I've not read the book, so that's why maybe mine's at seven. Like if I had read the book, maybe it would have went up into the top three. Who knows? Yeah, and they always they always seem to find a way to, to to twist things. And honestly, like when you when you read a book, as you know, you don't retain everything. So, no, that's that, exactly. So and seeing still, it on screen's a little different. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm excited for it. Good. What is your number two, Stephen? My number two, you we've kind of been like talking about it off off the pod but it's uh spider-man across the spider-verse that, that's like my animated movie of the year like i've been i've been so ready for this uh like seeing this all these spider-man like th- there's a poster out there that has literally like some of the most niche spider-man ever like like guys you've seen in comics for like one panel and stuff so like i'm, I'm excited to <laughs> For the concept, like I saw spectacular Spider-Man from the cartoon in the poster, and I like I almost started crying. I was like, "That's that cartoon is so good." <laughs> That's amazing. I'm just, I'm just so happy. Like I'm really like I'm praying that they got the '90s Spider-Man cartoon Spider-Man in this movie. Like I'm praying. Like I will pay an extra fifty bucks at the at the, at the <laughs> to get into this movie if he's in the movie. I don't there, care. There's no need for that. <laughs> no, I do. I do think he will be in the movie though. Briefly, I, sp- I think the Spider-Man from the PlayStation games is going to be in there. Okay. Uh, but no, what, what, what? Obviously, I'm really excited for 2099. Uh, Spider-Man 2099. Miguel O'Hara, played by okay. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. I am very thrilled. I think the first, uh, I think Into the Spider Verse was honestly, I think it was game changing for animated movies. Oh, I think it they, was like the unique take on on the animation style and you know the way it basically felt like a like like a like a, a like triple A Marvel movie, mm-hmm. but an animation style like it felt it was like it was one of those movies where I, I honestly think it's almost perfect so i'm very excited for the sequel awesome yeah how about you what do you got at number two number two i have dune part two. Oh. um so obviously the return to arrakis and to conclude i guess this part of paul atreides uh story played by uh, none other than timothy chalamet um, and uh, the return of Zendaya, obviously, who will yep. play a much bigger role than uh, she did in the first movie. Uh, I feel like they they marketed her like crazy <laughs> for the first film, and she was like in like eight scenes. Playing off so, the star power to get people yeah. into the theater, I guess. Oh, absolutely, and I, I don't even blame them for doing that because uh, I think I would too, like it's Zendaya. Well, it's marketing strategy, and it's it's not like they they were like they killed her off either, right? Like they teased her no. in there, but you could see her in the second one. No, like, and I know, I know, I know she's playing like a. I've read the book, so I know she's playing a much bigger role in the in the second one. So I'm 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 excited to see uh, the conclusion of this story. Um, I think it's going to be a really good movie. Uh, Denis Villeneuve is obviously a very talented filmmaker, um, who <laughs> has tackled many sci-fi films now. And uh, has done nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing for me to expect this to be a disappointment. So, uh, um, is this gonna be the last Dune movie? Um, he's talked about doing a third one, 
but uh, the next book is set 10 years later. Oh. Uh, so he has talked about waiting a while before making that one. But he has, um, he, he did say he wanted to do it. He said he would wait. He would wait ten years, let them age, and let the the actors yeah. that is age and uh, do the movie later. Um, so I feel like that could that could work. Um, they are doing a uh, prequel series uh, on HBO Max. That's that cool. I'm, I'm I'm kind of intrigued about. I believe that started filming already. So I'm intrigued about that. Um, they seem to have some sort of. Uh, uh, world i guess you could say going with this so let's see hope hope it's successful because i i kind of i really like this ip no for sure i i'm not into it really uh i've never watched the first one or anything like that but it looks interesting and i'm kind of the cast was kind of like why i'm like oh i'm kind of glad they're going along with it more it's a very very big cast i feel like this episode of the pod we've we've just been talking about casts so we're just like yo this these actors man (laughs) yeah it's like i have no idea what this movie is about but there's like 20 a-listers in this adrian brody's in this i don't care i'm going to see it (laughs) zendaya is in this movie i'm fucking seeing it (laughs) i'm already there um so we finally reached the top the top one absolutely what's your number one you've probably guessed mine based on just like process of elimination and knowing that i like this but it's transformers rise of the beasts oh boy and i know that's like insanely high on the list but i'm a transformers fanboy. so and also man seeing beast wars characters on screen is like a dream come true because like i grew up watching beast wars and like optimus primal and like the t-rex megatron or like the like those the images of my childhood where i was just like that is what badass is like yeah just and it's like this cast, like they got uh, for voicing some of these Transformers, like they got Ron Perlman to voice Primal, which is like super, super exciting. I think that's a perfect like antithesis voice for our Primal compared to Peter Cullen's Optimus Prime. And I like how we don't really know what the hell this movie is going to be about. Like we've kind of like they've leaked like who the villain is and things like that, but we don't really know what the plot's going to be. Yeah, I feel like I know nothing about this film. And I kind of like that. Like, I know it's kind of Beast Wars-esque because they showed Cheetor and Rhinox in, in the trailer as well, uh, as well as Air Razor. But, like, I don't know, like, how it like how it's going to play out. I, and I know it's a sequel to Bumblebee. And you mentioned earlier, and when you mentioned it in the Honorable Mentions, how Bumblebee was, like, a perfect resetting uh, for the Transformers franchise. I completely agree with that. Um, I think it they brought it back down to Earth you know no pun intended i found like last night in the age of extinction were like a little too much yeah they, they so were kinda, they were a little over the top they were ridiculous and they were a little long too so i'm kind of like this has just got me excited i think this is going to be really um i think this is going to feel good like i think this is going to feel more like the original transformers film from 2007 and i'm just goddamn excited to see a fucking big gorilla that transforms into <laughs> an inspiring person like optimus prime i would probably uh... follow that gorilla into battle <laughs> oh, I look forward to going to see this with you. Absolutely. Uh, what do you got at number one? My number one movie, uh, in terms of a most anticipated for 2023, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, <laughs> I, <was> I, <laughs> I, I'm super excited for this because I thought the first one was, like you said, uh, moments ago, nearly perfect. It was an, <laughs> it was an incredible film, but at its core, it was like a great story and a great character story about Miles Morales. And I'm um, like, <laughs> I don't even care about the Spider-Verse in this. I just want another really good Miles story. Oh, I, uh, I do agree. Like, 
I feel like when I was talking about like the Spider-Verse aspect, I was kind of like becoming like a Spider-Man like like guru for no reason when it's like just Miles and just maybe 2099 would suffice in this film to make it a great film. I want to see I want to see Haley Steinfeld's uh, Spider-Man oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> but uh, uh just just those two on an adventure through the multiverse has me like hooked. So like I'm super excited to see where they go with this. And sure. like that trade that first trailer they released was <laughs> looked like absolute chaos. It looks so what it is I, I think they started something here like i don't think they're going to be able to stop making these movies i think they're just going to keep going yeah and they, they do have a third one planned i know originally it was like across spider-verse part one and part two but i think they i believe yeah, they, they changed that part one so, part two and they're going to change the third one to have a different title yeah exactly exactly so no, but this movie is all, like like i said like if i wasn't such a transformers fanboy who's been dying for a sequel <laughs> that spider-verse would have been or yeah, across spider-verse would have been one but man i just I unfortunately couldn't put it at one, but at two is pretty good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Did you have anything else to add about our list, Stephen? Not really, other than like I said, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like the COVID era of movies is past, and we're finally back to just getting a ton of good movies every year. Like, yeah, it, just, it feels good. Like, I'm at least there's at least you know 15 movies I can name that's like. I want. I do want to see that at some point in, in my life. Like it, last year, it wasn't as good. The year before wasn't that good either. Like I feel like we no. We're finally back almost to normal. Yeah. yeah. No. It like I remember when COVID started. They had said like you know three four years before we're back to normal, and it feels like we're, we're just getting. turning that corner now. So, um, let's hope. Uh, let's hope the momentum continues into uh, future years. That's for sure. Well, it sounds like it will. So that'll do it for episode two of the Movie Multiverse podcast. Next week, we'll be doing our top 10 TV shows of 2022. So do tune in for those. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Movie Multipod. You can follow Steven at Your Uncle Steven. And you can follow me at Gab underscore Chartier. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.